Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, friend Steve here. And Larson. And hey, welcome to Going In Raw Dirt Street. The show that we do pro wrestling news. I don't know what that was, Larson. I don't know what that was either. Welcome to Going In Raw the Dirt Sheet, where you have all the pro wrestling news. We round. No, it's not the Dirt Sheet. It's Dirt Sheet. We round so it up. like it's not the Bullet Club. It's Bullet Club. Bullet Club. Can't too sweet. Well. Oh man, I should have programmed a little beep, a little ble- like a sensor beep oh, on here. Oh yeah. So whenever I say too sweet, hey, come on, throw me up a too sweet. No, I was ahead of the curve on that. You gotta give me credit. Once again. Yeah. I was I was a, a soothsayer. I was ahead of the curve when it came to YouTube, and then uh, wanted to emphasize family-friendly um, programming with fun wrestling, and I was way ahead of the curve on the no too sweet. Now no one can too sweet. Boom. Too sweet fans. Blood club. Um, anyways, I'm, gl- I'm glad to be back here in the studio, Larson. Yeah, I'm glad to be back home. That's very exciting. Um, we're on the Patreon. Did, did new, I need a little Patreon card thing in the beginning because we had our Los Angeles live show pre-card on there, and we wanted to give a special thanks to Brian Zane from Wrestling With Regret for having us on out to the Meltdown Comics Nerdist showroom for a live show. Lots of great friendos yeah. came out and said hi, so thanks to everybody who showed up for that. It was a yeah, blast. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Brian's a great guy. He Check is. out his channel. Uh, it's, it's, it's really great. Um, and I guess the video for that is supposed to be going up sometime this week. Oh, cool. I, I know. I'm pretty sure he just said, yeah, sometime next week. I was like, all right, cool. So yeah, uh, his vlog's up. Oh, okay, yeah. We, we make an appearance, we make an appearance yeah. in a vlog. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, video of the event should be up uh, at some point. So yeah. keep an eye on Wrestling With Regret, and then we'll tweet it out, obviously. Yes. When that happens. Um, so yeah, hold on. I want to check our audio. No, it's fine. Is it? Yeah, someone said they didn't have audio, but then they accidentally muted themselves. Okay. Audio is fine. Uh, but audio is fine. I was able to confirm. Um, 
And then there's that, and then there's also a uh, yeah Patreon. Patreon. Dot com forward slash Stephen Larson. Um, this is I'm I'm dubbing this. Boy, this is a wrong week to do that. But I was gonna I was gonna really hammer home. I have exactly what's gonna happen in the friendo care package. Like all the designs are done. It's all ready. Just need to get the comic book. Oh yeah, I have to read that. So I was you gonna do to, it. You have to read. I it. was gonna do it last week, and then and then you didn't. I read other books instead. I'm sorry. You should have reminded me. I'm sorry. But it's on the verge of happening. Um, there's that. And then, yeah, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash uh, going in raw. Yeah. Uh, we have lots of great designs, and we're going to be working on more of those. Yeah. We have a, here's the thing. We have a lot going on this week. So well, last, this week and next. Last week, we had, um, like, not a lot going on because we were in the air, like, half of the week. Yeah. We were in the air, like, a good solid, like, eight days uh, last week. Yeah, there's a lot of flying. Yeah. And then... Um, and but this week, you know, because of what we did last week, 2K Games brought us out to play a game, and we're going to show you what that all looks like starting tomorrow morning at yes. 5 a.m. Yes. Bright and early, wake up. Oh, God. Look at this morning one I've got. It's so big. It's so huge. Yeah. And I'm going to get on my laptop and watch some awesome gameplay from yes. 2K18. Can't say what it is, but it's very exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. And if any of you other YouTubers out there try to re-upload... You know, that happened to our good friendos. You know, the other WWE 2K community YouTubers putting up their entrances. Ooh, and the people are re-uploading it. We will strike thee down with furious anger and, I don't know. It's not the line anyway. Probably just get a, a polite email from our uh, our manager, yeah. John. Thank John will send you an email. Please remove And he'll say, video. hey, look, that ain't cool, man. Cut it out. It's a lot of fun, though, man. It's cool. It's a good game. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, anyways, we're not here talking about all that, that rigmarole, Larson. No. Oh, tomorrow, by the way, today and tomorrow, today we're having the pre-show for, for Interdimension Tension. The theme song's not done. That's going to be reserved for the main show. Interdimension Tension. But there's a little tease. In the human year 20, uh, 2017, 17, yeah. it's our it's our goodbye to 2K17. We're having the... Well, pre- not quite. The big, it's the big uh, WCW... Fun Wrestling, WGPW, Super Show, Worlds Are Colliding, and it'll it'll culminate. So today we're having our pre-show at, what time we usually do? 3. 3 o'clock uh, Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. And then tomorrow it'll culminate, same time. Uh, are we doing a YouTube or Twitch? I think we're doing a YouTube, aren't we? Or no, we're going to stream it on Twitch, and then on later, later tomorrow night it'll be and uploaded then boom, to YouTube. we're going to get it pretty quick. Um, and then tomorrow, Mecha Santa versus Top Notch. Trust me. You're not going to want to miss yes. this. Yes. We got something special. This is the most special. special match. in the hit, And I'm that, that's not hyperbole. No, it's not. This is going to be freaking special. Yeah. It's not going to be confined to one dimension, people. No. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going it to cross. All right, let's talk about some wrestling. Space and time. Yeah, let's talk about wrestling. Absolutely. Um, so, first, in the news. It first, in the news. Um, so, uh, about a... I guess September 19th, about a couple weeks ago, we uh, reported on some uh, huge changes happening over at What Culture. Um, some uh, some friendos of ours, Adam Blompier and Pachidi. Where's the notes? In the, the dirt sheet folder, man. Oh, I see They're in there. Yeah. Uh, as well as Jack the Jobber, mm-hmm. King Ross, and Sam Driver all left What Culture. Yeah. Um, to uh, to embark on their own endeavor. Uh, still not sure what that is, but best of luck to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of questions 
uh, surrounding the future of WCPW, oh, yeah. a wrestling promotion yeah. uh, run by What Culture, um, which prominently featured many of those gentlemen. It's the uh, it's it's the promotion that uh, we were asked probably the most. You know, can you guys cover this? Can you oh, guys yeah. cover WCPW? And honestly, God, we have had zero time. And I know, yeah, I watch GFW. But there is a certain perverse delight that I get in watching VFW. And plus, it's really easy. It's just on my PlayStation view. WCPW, you know, they've got stuff on What Culture Extra, I believe, on their yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah. So it's just, it's, logistically, it doesn't work. But anyways, me. all that's going to change. Um, at the time of, of uh, departures... A lot of uh, uncertainty about the future of WCPW, apart mm-hmm. from uh, the promotion stating that a new general manager be named October 2nd during their Refuse to Lose show. But mm-hmm. on Saturday, WCPW announced their new GM. I've got some bad news. Wade Barrett. It's Wade Barrett. And announced that effective December 4th, the promotion will be known as <laughs> Defiant Wrestling. Hold on, it's Stu Bennett. All right, Stu Bennett, sorry. He ain't in the WWE, dude. You can't call him right. anywhere. Stu Bennett, it's not, it's not an Alberto Del Rio situation where the dude's still wearing his Alberto Del Rio tights while trying to go by a different name. Maybe he'll come out with Van News Barrett uh, tights. <laughs> no. Probably not. Uh, anyways, promotion will be known as Defiant Wrestling. Not um, to be confused with Defy Wrestling, which is also a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, WCPW issued a, 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 a statement. Um, which said, Hold quote, on. Wait, wait, no, you don't. Are you going to do some British accent? Oh, sorry, go ahead. All right. We are Defiant. We'll be broadcast live on pay-per-view on December 4th via brand new on-demand service, Access Defiant. Ha, ha, ha. As well as the Fight app. Oh, the Fight app's great. Yeah, Fight app. I love good. the Fight And then they continue, a new dedicated subscription service for Defiant Wrestling will be launching as Access Defiant. Ha ha ha! Ahead of the We Are Defiant pay-per-view event on December fourth. Ha ha! So they're taking this opportunity to launch a whole new platform. It seems like they also said that uh, uh old WCPW shows will be available on this new platform. Yeah. Well, Stu Bennett, you know, he was a commentator for, I believe, some of the the WCPW oh, yeah. World Cup was. If not that, something else. Did he refer to himself as Wade Barrett? No, man, never. He can't do that. You're not allowed to do that anymore. It's not a WWE Studios film production. This is not WWE. This is no. It's the dude. I've been calling him Wade Barrett for ten years. It's hard, <laughs> to, it's hard to reprogram my brain to call him Stu Bennett. Hey, that's Bennett. his real name. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Lawson doesn't want to call you a different name. Sorry, Stu Bennett. Um, anyway, this is this is. Uh, these are some interesting developments here. Yeah. Um, probably the right move to rebrand following those departures. Jack Dolan has a question here in chat real quick. Okay. He says, with this, what, what's left for non-news? That We've got some juicy stuff for non-news. Yeah. He's been putting together notes for non-news, which... While he was getting the stream put together, I was going through the wrestling uh, news site, yeah. and I mentioned something, and he'd say, he would say... That's non-news. Yeah. So I've pretty much put together non-news this week. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, so what were you saying about this? Oh, it's, it's probably a, a smart move on their part to rebrand. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, especially, you know, in, on, on Internet, uh, they don't typically like change too much. Mm-hmm. So when um, there were the departures from what culture, naturally, um, but unfairly, there was a bit of a backlash against those left at What Culture Wrestling yeah. who are continuing to put out content. Yeah. Um, as I said, it happens on the internet. Isn't fair to those still around at What yeah, Culture sure. They're just trying to do the best job they're trying to do, yeah. man. They're just trying exactly. to work for a dollar and a cent in this business. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but from the WCPW side, 
um, it makes all the sense in the world to rebrand. Oh yeah. To if nothing else, now that that with the departures, they're just going off a new era. They have uh, Stu Bennett, formerly Wade Barrett, mm-hmm, yeah. as their new general manager. <laughs> Um, the new face of the company in terms of the authority figure. So just rebrand, start fresh. I guess launch a subscription service too. Yeah, no, this is good. Like, man, do all that. We need to launch our own subscription service. Um, what would be on it? We're going to have W Steve W on there. All of our YouTube content that we post will go up there. Will go up on our subscription service 48 hours after it airs on YouTube. <laughs> Um, no, look, I think this is a terrible idea. This is great. They have a lot of content. That's good for them putting up a subscription service. That's good. Hopefully, it's like better than New Japan's streaming service where you can't find anything. Um, no, Andy, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's a smart move to rebrand. Um, yeah, dude, because you don't, you know, it's, 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 I don't know about the name because it sounds it's a lot like. It's pretty close to another promotion, yeah. Yeah, called Defy Pro Wrestling uh-huh. or whatever. Um, but you know, it's, it's a smart move to rebrand. Good for them and good for getting Stu Bennett. He's a guy who has some, you know, uh, familiarity with the company already. Um, he's a much beloved figure. I he think is. I, I, I like him. I mean, yeah, a lot of people really like him. Yeah. I think he was horribly misused in WWE, but ever since he got out of that, he seems to be doing pretty good for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's good. I mean, the thing is, I, it, you know, I didn't watch a whole ton of WCPW, um, but from what I heard, they've had some really, really fantastic matches. Yeah, wasn't the wasn't the finals for their World Cup supposed to be really, really good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was Osprey versus Kushida. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, and I, I don't know. See, I don't know enough about the the culture, if you will, of WCPW, the fandom of WCT, WCPW. If they were more invested in the on-screen personas of the, the what culture guy, yeah. or if they had grown to just get into... I mean, they smartly, from what I can tell, they use those personalities... as kind of a gateway to get fans in the door so people right, exactly. come and appreciate the wrestling. Yeah, so yeah. they can appreciate the wrestling aspect of it. Now, or were they really, really into the stories of, you know, I remember Blompier as, uh, uh, as sort of... He was a heel first, Pachiti then turned heel... <laughs> which was hilarious and great. You'll love it. You love it. Oh, and you love it. Blompier was like a face again. So I don't know if people are just so into that, that the wrestling, wrestling was secondary. Um, I hope not. I mean, I hope that they were there for the good wrestling mm-hmm. and then the rest was kind of, you know, the frosting on the cake or the cherry on top, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, we're about to find out. Yeah. You know, regardless, we're about to find out. Yeah. So. I mean, we... we, we Always say when it comes to wrestling promotions, we like wrestling promotions to stay in business because it gives wrestlers another place to go work and earn a living mm-hmm. wrestling. Yeah. So and by the way, I'll, I'm I'm sort of paying attention to chat. If there's anybody out there that is a big fan of W of WCPW, let us know. Like I'm, I'm kind of interested to know what sort of what the drawing you know what is the draw? Was it those guys? Was it you know was it the wrestling? Was it a, a amalgam of both? Right. Yeah. Because I know, I mean, Osprey, I remember, was doing some really cool character work there as part of, I think he was part of Pachiti Club. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but, you know, I, I think that stuff can kind of only go so far, and then you, you need the wrestling there. And they were bringing in some really, really good yeah. names and paying them a lot of money, apparently. Yeah. Um, so if they keep on bringing I mean, dude, if, if, if Osprey sticks around, then... You know, I, mean, I know I think he moved to like Australia, but if they can if they can retain if they can retain the wrestlers, you know, that were there in the first one, the guys that were kind of homegrown, you know, 
um, then maybe they can still, you know, there are still fans of those guys like Joe Hendry, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Miss um, Alexa Luray or Luree says uh, she only watched, I assume, WCPW for the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Coates says WCPW is amazing as long as they still upload YouTube content, it should s- still succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I scroll down. Yeah, Martin Kirby, the other one that was there. Um, uh, oh, Karen says it's 50-50 The character talent was great But they also provided great matches And work for wrestlers in the UK Yeah So that's cool I mean, I don't, you know it's, I, don't, I don't think what culture has necessarily done anything To sort of Besides the, you know, their, their guys leaving I don't think they've really done anything To sort of poison the well of the fan base You know, I mean, people are going to be upset when they're when their favorites leave, but, yeah, you know they they also have talent that's still there, like on the what culture side of things, that people have you know grown to you know love in other aspects of pop pop culture. I mean, yeah. Simon's still there, yeah. Um, and uh, so like I, I said, it's, it's, it's the backlash is is I mean, given the internet's history of of, of not liking change, it, it it's it's my name is Jeff. It, says, it seems like it's a natural thing, thing, but also it's completely unfair to the people that are sticking around. Yeah, um, because. They haven't done anything. They're just mm-hmm. trying to make a living, so. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw somebody say WCPW is awesome. Steve sucked my balls. Oh, well. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right on. Right on, man. Good for you. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm afraid we got some bad news. Steve sucked my balls. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Stu Bennett. <laughs> Thank you, Stu. Thank you, Wade Barrett. The performer formerly known as Wade Barrett. Can I refer to him as the performer formerly known as Wade Barrett the whole time? <laughs> you can look, man. You know, if I can get that free out. speech and all that stuff. If I can man. get that out on a regular basis. Absolutely. That's, a, that's a lot of words to say. Anyways, you want to talk about this Vince McMahon biopic that uh, uh, was in the news quite a bit back in April in the spring. Yeah. Um, so we reported on it and kind of laughed our way through the, uh, the script uh, outline yeah. as provided by PW Insider back then. Um, because it took some liberties with the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It was um, a heavily fictionalized account of the actual events leading to. Yeah, that. and we've heard since then that the uh, script has undergone several rewrites. Um, WWE Studios picked it up; they are attached as producers. So you gotta uh, more than assume it's near certainty that Vince has final say over whatever eventually hits the screen. Yeah, I had sort of speculated that they've got the rights. Just to shove it under the That's bed. a possibility. Cause I think Linda McMahon at one point said, uh, you'll probably never see this. Yeah, but now... Um, yeah, Saturday, PW Insider, ahead. PW Insider issued an exclusive, oh. um, which stated that none other than Bradley Cooper... Oh, man. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, the huge American star, sniper himself. Huge, huge star. Huge star. Uh, has been offered the lead role in the Vince McMahon biopic Pandemonium. Rocket Raccoon, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, he's also been the star of several uh, David O. Russell films. Oh, he's a big star. Yeah. Um, PW Insider states, I think he was uh, nominated for an Oscar for American Sniper. Uh, was he nominated for the... What was or, was it, or, or was it the uh, was American Russell? Russell Ameri- was it that? Or what was the one? The it, wasn't, it wasn't Silver Linings. Oh, that's what I was thinking. I don't think it was that one. Okay. Because that was like... That he, he, he got nominated for an Oscar for He got nominated for a lot of stuff. Um, the PW Insider states... Uh, the current quote: The current strategy is to try and attach an A-level name to the project in order to fast track the project. An offer has, was made several weeks ago to representatives of Academy Award nominee Bradley Cooper. See, so he was nominated for an he Oscar. He was nominated for four. Really? Yeah. 
Keep reading, and I'm going to look it up. Wow. With the idea of Cooper starring as McMahon, according to a well-placed source familiar with the project. He got, a, he got nominated three years in a row. For what? Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, okay. I was right. Okay. American Sniper. And American Hustle. And then Best Supporting for American Hustle. Okay. Um, so we did a count out of uh, actors we wanted to play Vince. We did not include Bradley Cooper. No, we didn't, but it's a great idea. It is. It's a fantastic thing about it. He can play young and old. Yeah. Um, he's great. Yeah, he's good. Um, and I could. He has gravitas. Dude, he does. And I could tell, like, this is way above. Do you remember what was it? who was on our list? Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis was on there. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. John Cena was on the list. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a good John Cena was a good one. Uh, Michael Fassbender was on there. Yeah. Oh, he's in Wedding Crashes. That's right. So, yeah, if if this goes through, if Bradley Cooper is indeed going to play Vince McMahon, that's a huge get. Oh, that's a massive get. If For a WWE getting, Studios film, do especially. Do we know, is he, like a, is he a WWE fan? He showed up on an episode of Raw, I think, that's right, like yeah. 2007 yeah. or 2008 or something like that. That's fantastic. I'm sure oh. it's to promote something, but at least he's aware of WWE's product. Let me add some. What are the chances that this could bring in David O. Russell? As director. No, the director's already attached. It's the people, I think, the, there's a director duo that did This Is Us that's already attached to least, I, I think, direct. They were, were they directing or just writing? Let me check. Because this, be, this would be great. But it needs, it needs an A-list director. Uh, yeah, no. It's, uh, this should be Oscar bait. Yeah, so people that did This Is Us. Is to direct as well? Yeah. This Is Us is that TV show, right? Yeah, apparently it's really good. Well, people say it's really good. It looks cheesy as heck, though. It looks super Oh, strange. they directed the pilot for this. Oh, okay. Well, so, yeah, they, they set the tone. It's like when yeah, Fincher yeah, did the yeah, pilot yeah. to... House of Cards. House of Cards, yeah. Yeah, it sets the tone, exactly. Yeah. Um, so this is great. Uh, I, I want to see this movie now. Yeah. Um, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be so bad. But it could be real... But at least it's going to be laughably... At like, least with Bradley false. Cooper attached, it'll carry with it uh, at least... Uh, a small sense of potential legitimacy. Yeah, maybe. Trying to get out of the, out of the carnival, dude. <laughs> WWE always trying to get out of the carnival. I know. They had one hit, the WWE Studios. They had the Halle Berry movie. That was like a huge hit. I heard that movie Slight was pretty good. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I heard that was really yeah, good. Yeah, I heard that was good. So um, they can make real movies. Yeah, they just. You know, far too often they just make movies with WWE talent involved. <laughs> far too often they have movies starring The Miz. But every now and again they have it. They actually put out good movies. The one with Colin Farrell in it. That Stu Bennett had a small role and was I heard was pretty decent. Wade Barrett was in that movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And was it, that supposed to be pretty decent? Yeah, I heard it was decent. That's yeah. cool. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. What about The Marine Six? I mean, you can judge for yourself if you ever see it. Yeah, maybe it's great. Who knows? Be I mean, they did that. Dude, they did that movie with Dolph Ziggler where he played not Dolph Ziggler, but everybody else in wrestling played themselves. Exactly. But Rusev had, had a gun for the gun. I don't know why. Well, it kind of. This is sense. not in a good place. Keep hitting it. Sorry, Kevin Owens. Is that Kevin Owens? Yeah. He's in a donut. Oh no, he just took a tumble out of hell in a donut. Sorry, Kevin Owens. Anyways. Anyways, great news. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, this movie happens. Uh, I'm still kind of skeptical that it ever will. Mm-hmm. Didn't we do? Didn't we do like a count out on like who should direct who? No, I thought we were doing a. We did a. a, a oh, we did. We did the biopic one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't oh, think we included Vince on on that list because directors are already named. Yeah. You want to do power rankings real real, real quick for who? five other directors who should direct the Vince biopic? Pop 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 power rankings power like very slow power ranking. Um, Especially, yeah. let's assume that Bradley Cooper is attached. Okay. He signs on to play Vince, but one of the things he wants to do is pick his own director. Number five, Clint Eastwood. 
Okay. Okay. Because nominated for Oscar for American Snipers. Okay. Okay. Uh, number four, James Gunn, director of the Guardians of the Galaxy. There you go. Oh, that, that would, might be my personal number one. Really? Over David O. Russell? No, nah, it would be David O. Russell. Number one, David O. Russell. Because I'm, I'm not like a huge mark for David O. Russell, but I think he could kill this. Yeah. Uh, American Hustle was a really fun movie. It was. It was a really fun movie. It was overrated as heck. Like, yeah, it, it was. definitely was not Oscar-worthy. Yeah. But it was a really fun yeah, movie. Yeah, I think both that and Silver Linings Playbook were a bit overrated, but still enjoyable. Okay, yeah, so I think number one is David O. Russell. Yes, agreed. So we've got uh, Clint Eastwood, we've got James Gunn, David Russell. Who's going to take the two and the three spot? Number three. You know what, dude? Here's here's what I want. I have not seen... No, I did. I saw Inherent Vice. I didn't see the... Ma- I, has there been a PTA movie since Inherent Vice? No, he's got one coming out this year with Daniel okay. Day-Lewis. Oh, that'll be good. In Daniel Day-Lewis's final acting role, he has well, retired, he he's said. He's done that before. He has. Um, I'm going to say PTA, but I want PTA to go back to his roots. Okay. Back to, well, post-heartache. I want Boogie Nights PTA. Okay. That's what I want. I don't think we're going to see that, but okay. We're never going to see it. That's, like, least likely to happen. But that's number three. Who is number two? Andy McKay. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. I would love to see that. Yeah. That'd be great. He's awesome. He is awesome. Did you see the, was it the big short? Yeah, it's good. It's got a lot of energy. Is that the kind of movie that make me mad? Yeah. I freaking hate. But you should watch it. Government. (laughs) I hate everything, man. Everybody's just trying to dick everybody else over, Larson. That's the name of the game, evidently. Hug your kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, and also in the news. We're going to talk about. It's kind of old news. Yeah, no, this, old, this happened while you're on the road. It dropped on Wednesday, the initial report, but there's been some uh, some details added We're throughout the We're going to wrap it all up and see yes. where the two sweet goes in the future. Yes. <laughs> For right now, unless you're WWE, you can't do the two sweet. Yeah. Um, uh, so last Wednesday, Pro Wrestling Sheet had an exclusive um, which said that WWE sent the Young Bucks a cease and desist. Oh, you said Andy McKay. Adam McKay. Oh, sorry. I always do that. Yeah. Adam McKay. Sorry. Thanks, Jason. Yes, On thank you. Uh, sent the Young Bucks a cease and desist, telling them the WWE apparently, uh, I guess in their eyes, had ownership over the two sweet. Um, mm. Pro Wrestling Sheet mm. continued, quote, WWE is demanding the Young Bucks stop using WWE intellectual property in ring and on any merchandise immediately. If not, they may be hit with $150,000 in damages or more. They also want an agreement in writing saying the brothers won't use WWE IP again in the future. Yeah. Um, and according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, um, the uh, WWE issued the cease and desist following mm. the uh, Bullet Club invasion of Raw this past yeah. Monday. Yeah. Um, saying, quote, after producing an episode of Being the Elite built around the segment, an amazing irony... Um, WWE fired off a legal letter claiming that the Young Bucks were using their intellectual property, in particular the two-sweet hand gesture, and sent off a cease and desist letter. Again, that's directly from Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Um, uh, Melser mentioned this briefly, but we did some looking around uh, into it further. But, and back in 2015, WWE started an effort to trademark the two-sweet, throw it up, get out of your system, might not be able to do it anymore but uh, apparently abandoned those efforts by the end of that year. By the end of 2015, they've yeah. given up efforts to uh, legally own the trademark can't get it. for the two sweet. Um, of course, the Young Bucks have a response. Um, and so pretty much, uh, I think by the end of the week, they had uh, T-shirts yeah. that said cease and desist. They're amazing. Oh, I could have put it up here on the thing. Oh, you could have. And uh, they immediately shot to the top of the chart. Yeah. 
on pro wrestling oh, yeah. teams. People doling out money left and right to use the too sweet. Yeah. Also, uh, this, is, this is pretty cool that uh, the Young Bucks, this is according to Pro Wrestling Sheet, uh, are auctioning off all their ring gear mm-hmm. that featured the Too Sweet mm-hmm. um, to benefit the children's. Oh, sorry, to benefit Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Yeah. So, good on them. Yes. Not surprising. That's their response. Uh, it doesn't look like they're going to fight this. Instead, they're going to profit off it even more so than had they been allowed to keep on using it. Yeah. Because they're super smart. And I think uh, in the newsletter they said that uh, none of their stuff that's been selling at Hot Topic mm-hmm. featured right, yeah, Too yeah, Sweet yeah. stuff, so yeah. that revenue stream is intact. It's just pretty much all their stuff, I'm guessing, on Pro Wrestling Tees. But this does lead to a couple questions. Number one, number one, if you're Finn Balor or uh, the club, yeah, or AJ, I guess, AJ does yeah. too, you keep on using those? Stop using it as a sign of uh, no. Sol- they can obviously. Oh yeah, as, as like a sign of solidarity. They're, they're their buddies, man. Um, I'd be surprised if they did. You think they're annoyed by this? They're like, oh, what the Who? hell? The the guys I just mentioned, former Bullet Club guys. Oh, maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I would be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the two sweet was like gone until Balor brought it back in yeah. New Japan when he started Bullet Club. So, I mean, without Bullet Club. Because here's okay. Here's my tweet would have just languished away in wrestling history. So what are they going to send the same thing to New, New Japan? New Japan. I don't know. Maybe I mean, that's, that's that's sort of the biggest question I think, here. You know, I'm guessing the main reason they issued it to the Young Bucks is because they had stuff with Too Sweet on it in their own merch store and on pro wrestling tees. They were directly profiting. Yeah. Off that gesture and in, in that term, Too Sweet. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, the Bullet Club utilizes it. But as far as I know. They don't have any merch. I thought they have had some in the past, some Bullet Club merch with, like, you know, just the, the phrase on it. But not, like, you know, giant hands or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I was I was actually really surprised. I mean, I know I shouldn't be. I totally shouldn't be surprised. But I was really surprised that this was because of the Raw Invasion thing. That's astonishing to me. That oh, this is the same company that, during the Monday Night Wars, sent DX... To a WCW show to do an invasion type thing. I know. Because when when I first heard about it, you said something along the lines of, "Man, that you know, they must be really pissed off about the thing." I was like, "It can't be because of the being the elite thing. It can't just be because of the invade the raw invasion thing. Like that would be petty and that would be silly." And then, evidently, according to multiple sources, no, that, that's the reason because they were upset about that. Are you absolutely serious about that? Like that is that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You are a global company. You're a globally traded company, publicly traded, whatever the phrase is. Publicly traded, yes. And you're you're doing that like that. You care about that. They get that being the elite probably would have got. I don't know because usually they get around uh, 150 to 2,000 views. 200,000, yeah. And that one's at like I don't know, almost 400,000, I think, right yeah. now. Yeah. That would have probably done around the same number because yeah. it's just them going and doing their. Because they didn't do anything really; they just showed up and and were doing the same thing, like you said, the WWE did 15 years ago, almost 20 years 20, ago. 20, yeah. yeah, 20 years ago. Jeez. Um, so it's, I mean, it's 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 so ridiculous from a PR perspective. It's a bad idea. Oh, it's terrible. Um, uh, like I kind of mentioned before, the Bullet Club brought the two suite back to relevancy. I mean, without they could have not issued the cease and desist, found other ways mm-hmm. to profit off yeah. the prominence of the two suite now. Yeah. Um, without this PR hit, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make a ton of sense to me, especially I mean, when yeah. if, if they don't actually legally own the trademarks, they 
maybe one of the reasons they didn't issue the cease and desist to New Japan is maybe New Japan has the means to fight it. Yeah. Whereas the Young Bucks maybe don't. Well, that's that's also the big thing. Is like you abandoned the trademark back in 2015. Like you can't. Yeah. You know, it's not. <coughs> it's not yours, and publicly, it's not yours. Yeah. You know. Um, on the flip side of this, I'll play. I'll play. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna defend the WWE doing this. But it it does sort of. So like when the Young Bucks started doing this as sort of you know. Because, okay, so Balor brought it back with the Bullet Club, but mm-hmm. the, the Young Bucks were doing the, the Suck It stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they've been doing that for a little while now. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of playing with fire when you incorporate mannerisms and, 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 and things that are meant to be kind of satirical or parroting what came before you. You're kind of playing with a little bit of fire here. You oh, know? yeah. And so... I can't say it's necessarily surprising that WWE eventually pulled because you know obviously Young Bucks are making a ton of money off of you know their shtick, which part of which includes doing that old NWO DX type stuff, yeah, click type stuff, which has been completely endorsed by the click, but WWE doesn't care about that. See, so it's it's interesting that because it mentions here on the from Pro Wrestling Sheet that it says. Uh, Demanding the Bucks stop using WWE intellectual property in ring and on merchandise immediately. Now, be one thing if they said just stop selling the shirts, mm-hmm. yeah, stop profiting yeah. directly off, right? It. Because you know the DX stuff, yeah, you know they could theoretically, yeah, you know, if, if they had just done that, I'd be like, all right, yeah. makes it makes sense. I understand that you yeah. don't want someone else profiting directly off something you think is you own, yeah. But to say you can't even start, you can't throw up two sweets well, in the ri- ring. It's ridiculous that nobody said, okay, hold on a second. You do realize that if you do that. They will make a big. They will make a big thing about it. They will make themselves, rightly so, victims of you, Vince. And they're going to turn this around, make more money, and and make you the butt of every joke. Yep. You see how many young bucks and Bullet Club shirts there are at every NXT taping, and now oh, tons. At, at every main roster taping, at every Raw and SmackDown, you look out and you see nothing but a sea of those shirts at Hot Topic. Yep. You know, you can get them everywhere now, and people are eating them up, and they're wearing the shows everywhere now. And now you're just, instead of being cool, you're just exposing how out of touch you are, Mm -hmm. you know? And the lack of of savvy you have as it pertains to the the culture of indie wrestling. And it's not even indie. Like, they're... The Young Bucks are as mainstream as it gets in oh, terms of, like, you know, you take WWE out of the equation, they're the most mainstream thing there is. Rolling Stones, Sports Illustrated, Hot Topic. You name it, they're there. You know? People are, like, killing themselves to get tickets to their shows. Yeah. They're the hottest thing right now. And if you ever thought you had a shot at signing them at any point in their careers, oh. are you kidding me? Not going to happen. Gone. Yep. That's completely... Your ability now to profit off that is completely gone. And on top of that, it's going to even more sour independent, hot independent wrestlers on your company, you know? I mean, look, everybody loves joining... Everybody wants to join the WWE, but we've seen recently the Young Bucks are an example. They don't need the WWE. I'm sure in their heads, you know, having grown up on the product, they probably had thought, yeah, you know, it'd be great to have a WrestleMania moment. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd be surprised if, if most, if not nearly all wrestlers, probably think to themselves at some point, you know, especially once they achieve some measure of success, 
can I replicate this on the largest stage of, of them all? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily main eventing WrestleMania, yeah. but succeeding in, in WWE. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, I mean, the Young Bucks have shown that you don't need the WWE to be financially successful to to garner and hold a very large following. Um, Sergio C, not to cut you off, Sergio C has a good point here. Are they going to start banning Bullet Club shirts at WWE? You know, there have been... They did that with CM Punk back in the day. Yeah, there have been rumors that they were making people turn their Bullet Club shirts inside out, but I think that's yeah been proven to be false. Yeah. That, that would be... Yeah, that would be the most asinine. Like you see, dude, they're, they've got SmackDown tapings with what, like six thousand, four thousand people know, there. They're gonna start doing that. They're gonna start like poisoning that well too. I know. You know, I, I would doubt it, but you never know, man. They were banning those CM punctures for a while. Yeah. Well, then taking away people's signs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just—I don't know, man. It just—it it it, just seems really out of touch. It does. It's like in a day and age when you need to be—you really do need to be reaching out. You know, to to wrestling fans who are obviously turning to other places, mm-hmm. thanks to social media, thanks to internet, thanks to you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, like you're just, I don't know, man. That's it's not good. Let's take some questions. All right, let's take some questions. We have some questions for let's us. Get some questions out get here. Get some questions. Hold on, somebody brought up a point here, and I wanted to give him a little bit of shine. Tommy Traska says, "Why do these guys both always side with the wrestlers?" When it comes to IP, we don't. I don't necessarily. I've I've never said that. Okay, let's take the the, the Hardys for example. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just it was just, it seemed like bad form for for it seemed like with the broken IP, GFW was admitting to doing some like really shady things. Uh, I mean, uh, Ed Nordholm was sending out. Uh, private correspondence yeah. between himself and yeah. WWE and, and Matt Hardy yeah. and released it publicly. That's just bad form. Yeah, I never I never I never once advocated for GFW to simply hand over the broken If the, the contracts the contract state that GFW owns anything created while the Hardys were under contract, that's that's the contract, so that's yeah. legal. Yeah. There's really no arguing around that. Right, exactly. Um so I think from I, I, I think at least in these cases we've always tried to uh, understand the complexities. It's generally though, in the case of this or the the broken IP, it's just bad PR. Yeah. To especially in GFW's or Impact's case with the broken Hardy thing to be so draconian about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like just sitting at the table, come up with an agreement that everybody benefits from and let it go. Yeah. Because it's not like GFW, if they have that gimmick in their back pocket, they can profit off it. Right. Directly. They, they're not going to give the broken hearted gimmick to somebody else in the company and then have those characters go out there. It's insane. That's going to be a disaster. It's insane that they're never able to just come up with, a, hey, well, we own this library. We can like totally push the crap out of like the yeah. origins. Yeah. And then like they could have made a ton of money. It's It's... The thing is, when you have evidence of poor business practices that seem completely counterproductive to making money, it's like, hey, it's not our company. We, you know, we, we don't have a say in it, nor do we want to. Um, but it's just something seemed completely obvious. Yeah. You know, and so when we see poor business practices, you know, we're going to call them out on it. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's like we seem to be more in tuned with the 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 wrestling culture in general than. WWE legal does, yeah, because this is just a this is a terrible publicity move. It is, awful. like I said, I just said earlier, if they had issued a cease and desist telling them to stop selling the merch, mm-hmm. I would understand that. Yeah, but to say you can't use it, period. Yeah, especially when they don't own the trademark to it, mm-hmm. as far as we know, it's just a bad move. Yeah. Uh, earlier, I meant to, uh, meant, meant to mention this. Uh, so we had a five dollar super chat from Joseph Wyatt who offered up Werner Herzog. 
has oh, the potential to Oh, that would be good. It'd be bizarre and awesome at the same time. Um, Tim Maloney, you guys should go on Jericho's Ring of Honor cruise next year. The possible content would be, be amazing. That would be interesting. That'd be pretty interesting. That'd be a pretty interesting travel vlog. See, I would do I would do that with the wives. Yeah. That'd be fun. I'm going to shack up in a cruise room with you. That'd be weird. I don't know. You've, you've been on cruising before, right? Yeah, I've been on one cruise before. Uh, the, the the element of, of boat sickness. Seasickness. Um, the boat I was on was large enough that it wasn't an issue. Really? Because, you know, when you're on a little boat and, and you're getting hit by the waves, it's going to affect you a lot more than when you're a larger boat. Yeah. I felt, you know, when the water was choppy, I felt it. But at, at no point was I ever uh, seasick. Not like I was during my bachelor party. Oh, man. What? Somebody said R.I.P. Tom Petty. What? Tom Petty, 40, 17 minutes ago, Tom Petty reportedly rushed to hospital in full cardiac arrest. Oh, shit. Oh, man. By the way, we didn't mention this, but I woke up this morning and saw that there had been a mass shooting in Vegas in my heart. Oh, man. Oh, wow. No. Tom Petty update. Two minutes ago, Tom Petty has been taken off of life support after having no brain activity. Oh, man. That is so sad. But also, I was completely and totally heartbroken this morning mm-hmm. when I found out about the mass shooting in mm-hmm. Las Vegas. Our heart goes out to all those people. Yeah, be nice if we could do something about that. Yeah, I know that would be that'd be great. Um, but wow, yeah, what a bummer. Anyways, more wrestling questions. Um, Jefferson, <laughs> we turn a bummer no, no. now. Jefferson uh, Larson, will your Eagle Zubaz pants bring you luck against me in Week Seven of Friendo Fantasy Football? I hope so. Wore those pants yesterday. They're very comfortable. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> you did. I wear them all the time. <laughs> I've never seen it, really. Yeah. That's great, man. That's fantastic. They seem really comfortable. They are comfy. Yeah. You should get yourself some Zubaz pants. Okay. Uh, Roberto, Roberto Berrios. I raise a question. I get it is their parody shtick, but what is left of the Young Bucks without all their blatantly obvious things that they take from somewhere else? Oh, amazing They're still wrestling. amazing in the ring. Are you kidding? Amazing um, wrestling? Their trash talk, even if you take the suck it and the two sweets out, is great. They've established themselves as, as interesting, compelling characters and wrestlers, regardless if they throw up two sweets or not. Well, dude, you can look at being the elite, and you can take the two sweet out of it. You can take any references to suck it or whatever that stuff is. You can take that out of it, and you still have some guys who are endlessly endearing, mm-hmm. full of charisma, hilarious, and you know all the where's Hangman Page stuff. You know, like all that stuff is great. Yeah, all the stuff with uh, with uh, what's his name? Uh, oh God, what's that rookie that they keep on terrorizing? Um, Flip uh, Flip Gordon. Yeah, um, all that stuff. Uh, the cease and desist, like desist storyline was hilarious. The Stooge storyline is hilarious. Yeah. And I have a feeling they're not going to do anything that comes off as bitter. They're going to continue to to satirize the real-life events that they've been going through. Yeah. And it's going to be fantastic. So I think there's plenty to work with there. Oh, yeah. Um, Ryan Coates, who should take the Intercontinental title off the Miz, assuming Roman wins tonight? Wait, if Roman wins tonight, he's the Intercontinental champion. Is it, a, is it a title match tonight? I thought so. Last week it wasn't, so I thought the match Oh, was that's what we didn't do. Uh, Raw preview. Oh, yeah. Let's take a look at WWE.com and see what they have for their Raw preview. Yeah, Intercontinental title showdown pits The Miz against Roman Reigns directly from WWE.com. Oh, nice. Hey, let me ask you something. What? If, uh, oh, it's Seth versus uh, Braun tonight, too. Ooh, that's going to be good. Yeah, that'll be good. So, uh, Intercontinental Championship match, Seth versus Braun. What else is on tap? 
Um, says here, uh, Alexa Bliss will maybe respond to Mickey James. All right. And then just ask a question here: When will Neville? Or, yeah, when will Neville strike again? When will Neville? Neville. When will he strike again? All right. Do you, is he gonna strike again tonight? Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Right on. Joe S. When is your friendo draft coming up this year? Stay tuned. I know we've got so we have a lot of we still have a lot of discussions to have. Yes. As to what we're gonna do, we don't know. It's gonna be some changes. Yeah. For sure, in terms of our what we do with uh, WB2K18. Mm-hmm. Try something new, maybe. Yeah. As you said, we're still in discussions and in negotiations. Yeah. About what to do exactly, negotiating with each other. <laughs> yep. Hopefully it'll be more but better. Yeah. We're going to take the successes and failures of our uh, WCW, WGPW fun wrestling season. Mm-hmm. We're going to apply those to try to make it better. Yes. Anything else? Any other questions? We've got about two minutes to fill before we're at the 45-minute mark. Yeah. Which is a good length for a podcast. It is. <laughs> Uh, mail, asked, mail time. I got. I haven't gone to the PO box. I got to go back to the PO box. It's only so many hours in the day. Mm-hmm. People. Um, Jake by Storm Entertainment. You form a band with. You form a band with WB superstars. Who is in it? What's it called? What genre of music? Um. Well, uh, Xavier Woods. Okay. Be playing the trombone. Okay. For sure. Um, I'll be playing guitar. Okay. Um, Elias Sampson on rhythm guitar and vocals. That's good. All right. Um, we need a drummer. Who do you think plays drums? Dean Ambrose as drummer. Does he have? Do you have any evidence that he? No, but I kind of imagine him as like you know, like like Animal from the Muppets. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Just kind of all right. flailing all about. I kind of imagine Ambrose would do something like all that. Right. I like it. Be a good. bass player who plays bass. You can play a tambourine. Um, and provide backing vocals. Uh, okay, I'm down with that. And then we need a bass player, though. Who plays? Wear a bikini. Usually, the person with the tambourine wears a bikini. If that's what you want to wear, a bikini. No, I want to be. I want to. You know, I want to be. I want to be like a Will Ferrell in that. Uh, oh, blue cowbell. Blue, blue the cowbell. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to do that. So we need a bass player. Yeah. Braun Strowman plays bass. There you go. What would be called? Body slam. Body slam. Oh, there you go. That's perfect. Here's a question. Liam Prendergast. What animal would Michael Hayes be? (laughs) What animal would Michael Hayes be? I have to break my dad's heart because I don't know if he's heard about this yet. Like, uh, considering the way he kind of struts, like some sort of bird. Oh, yeah, like a peacock. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's a peacock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a super peacock. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. No, I like it. Uh, Kevin Higginbotham, thoughts on Glacier appearing in Ring of Honor. Oh, great. I need to watch the same it. super kick there as... It wasn't... It, what do you call it? it it's a cryonic kick, wasn't it? Oh, was it really? I think this was Cryo kick? Cryonic like kick? I think it's great. Good for him. Yeah, me too. I loved it. Smithy wants to know, what animal would you guys be? What's a really grumpy animal? You'd be like a like a gorilla, but at the zoo, like one of those grumpy zoo gorillas that always depress the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. When people take video of it, and I just want to punch them all. 
What would I be? I'd be like a hyena. I'd be like a. I'd be like a, a laughing hyena. It was a cryonic kick. Cryonic kick. I'm very very good. Remember that. Well, you should remember. You used to kill everybody in the WCW World Tour. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. I think we're pretty much running out of questions here. <laughs> We have 918 people just watching us figure out how to fill more time. <laughs> We're not going to do that. we got so much to do today. No, that's Remember, a good question. Hold on. Sergio C., you guys think the Shield reunion will finally get Roman over or hurt Dean and Rollins? Oh, it's not going to hurt Dean and Rollins. It might, if, they, if they stretch this out, they stretch this out for a little bit, it's totally going to do wonders for Roman. Oh, I hope so. You know, if they're able to gracefully transition him back into solo guy... From being with the Shield reunion guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so how about this? Uh, it was suggested online by several people that uh, the Shield versus Mistrash thing isn't going to be a Mistrash thing. It's going to be Miz and two other guys who are much stronger. Yeah, I heard one of them was going to be Braun. Braun potentially. I think who, that's what who, Meltzer said on, on the Law. Yeah, on Law. So we have Miz live have audio Braun, and then how about Elias? No, he's weaker than... No, he's not. But he's, he's, he's slightly stronger than... He's another heel. Samoa Joe. Ooh. Wow. That's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, he would take the pin then. Miz has to eat that pin. Oh, Miz is there to take the pin. He can eat a pin all day long. He's still the Miz. No, I like that. Hassan Al-Shuri. Predict what year CM Punk will return to wrestling. Uh, In the human year of never. Never. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Never happen. Uh, Colt Cabana just had a thing up, or read a thing about him this morning, saying that the the lawsuit was just like he was hemorrhaging money because of it. So if they're going to be hemorrhaging money for uh, a year or two, CM Punk's not coming back to wrestling. Jeez. Apparently he has... An open invitation to join Bullet Club, CM Punk does. I would imagine so. And it's not if, surprising. If, if he's going to do anything with wrestling, apparently it's been the case for like two years. And if he hasn't taken advantage of that yet, he probably won't. In another year or two, there's no point in him going back to the wrestling ring, especially after he keeps getting beaten up in UFC. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. You don't think he would come back out of spite? To New Japan, he might. I don't think he. I don't, I don't think he's ever going to come back and actually wrestle. Yeah, he might come back and like walk the young bucks down the ring or something like that. My dad's my dad's response to Tom Petty died is that can't be good. He's a dad. All right, let's end on this. Jacob Perkins power ranked Tom Petty songs. Oh, what a great what a great way to end power 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 ranks. Man, he had a lot of good ones. Um, is number one American Girl or Refugee? For me, it's one of those two. You don't think it's Free Fallen? Free Fallen is iconic, man. It is, but I, and I don't have the same uh, affinity for that as I do with those other two songs. That's just me personally. Well, we're not gonna have we're not gonna have the same because I mean I like I like American Girl and Refugee, but man, nothing beats Free Fallen. Okay, put Free Fallen number one. Free Fallen is number one. What would you like? American two? Girl number two. American Girl. Well, okay. Well, we'll take... Well, because I got number one, you get both two and three, so Refugee oh, will okay. be three. Yeah, refugee three. And then... Uh, I like the... Uh, what was the... Uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance? Mm-hmm. That's a decent one. Uh, Won't Back Down. Number five. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. List of Tom Petty hits. Oh, there's a lot. Oh, I know. 
Are we including his? Did he write stuff? Uh, obviously, he probably wrote stuff. Oh, here we go. Greatest hits. That did not do what I wanted it to do. Uh, hits. Let's see. Breakdown's a good one. Oh, you don't know how it feels. That's a good one. Yeah. What's the one that had the Alice in Wonderland? Don't come video? around here no more. Yeah. That was a really good one. Running down a dream. Is oh, great. that's a good one too. That's, I'll put running Dang. down a dream at number four. Learning to fly is a good one. Into the great wide open. Mm-hmm. Man, I'll be listening to him tonight. Maybe. Anyways, that's it for going in raw. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Be sure to tune in in about two hours from now. We've got the pre-show. A full 24 hours in advance. We don't do things like a little pre-show before the show, like right but before if the it's show. Right before the show, it's pretty much the show. It's then. the show. This, this is, is a real whole pre-show. 24 hour in advance pre-show. Members of WCW and Fun Wrestling WGPW taking on each other, all in the same arena. Huge, massive interdimension tension in the human year 2017 coming up. Twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Check it out. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.